0: Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. We're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply oversold hockey fans. Love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, the NHL season is almost over and we kind of wanted to go back to our preseason predictions, not that there was an NHL preseason, but prior to the season predictions and kind of gauge where teams have ended up at with like, a, I think I'm looking at the standings right now. And each team has about a game remaining unless they're called the Canucks. There are some teams that have completely finished their season, such as the Red Wings and the Sabres, mercifully. But, yeah, the season season's pretty much wrapped up and we just kind of wanted to go over what we see versus what we predicted so let's jump into this what do you think of let's start in the central division
1: yeah i mean you know the central division obviously right now as it stands uh we've got the the hurricanes one panthers two lightning three preds four stars five hawks six which is surprising for me uh we have the red wings at seven and the blue jackets at eight which really surprised me for for me i had in the way i i kind of predicted it i had tampa canes stars preds panthers jackets hawks and or sorry detroit and then the hawks honestly like i know the hawks you know 54 points isn't huge but they're four points behind the stars that to me is the biggest shocker i mean yeah uh, like that was i i thought i didn't know if they would win a would in game sorry i can't speak i, I didn't even know if they would win a game this year
0: no i'm with you on that i i didn't really expect anything out of the Blackhawks. nobody did but that new kid in net, man man did he make a difference and of course they're not going to make the playoffs but I was really expecting them to be the, you know, laughing soccer of the National Hockey League. That ended up being the Sabres, but we'll get to that division. Uh, <laughs> what I'm shocked with is right now the Blue Jackets are – they're so bad that I think Coach Tortorella has decided he's not coming back next season.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's – a. I I saw that as well, – I've read the mutual dis- decision thing. I'm not, I'm not too sure what to think about that. I mean, if I'm the Blue Jackets and I've seen multiple kids not want to stay in his system and, and leave – it's probably a good thing. I Yes. I'm sure Torell will get an offer to coach somewhere. We know my feelings on him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know, we know my feelings on him. I don't think he should be coaching in the NHL with that attitude. But it is what it is. I mean, he's, he's a proven winner. So I, I think he'll land somewhere. But I think for the Blue Jackets with enough young talent and, and draft capital, I think this is a good time to move on to someone who can kind of cater those kids a little more.
0: Yeah, because from what I heard that the, the Blue Jackets aren't even going to be able to sign, they, it says it's close to a 0% chance that either of the goalies re
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's just from how he handled it. I mean, I I, I get that he kind of split them 50-50 or however he did, he did a split, but at the same time you, you got to run with one goalie. The guy, I mean, you find your hot goalie and you run with him, and the other guy unfortunately falls into a backup role, and that happens in hockey all over the world, no matter what league, but You know, you got to you got to at least have one guy. Now, both these guys want to leave because neither of them were able to have that starting role. So what that accomplished, really, you just left a huge hole in somewhere that has actually one of their strengths.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this team focuses moving forward, because they're going to leave their amount of guys left open for the expansion draft for Seattle. And I can't wait to get to that podcast. And it's going, to be see, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the Blue Jackets moving forward. And if anyone notices that I'm sounding differently on this podcast, I'm actually recording this one off the phone in a hotel in Washington, D.C., off the Potomac. So lots of movement for us right recently. And so that's why if, if you notice my sound is diff, more different than normal, that is why. But looking at the Central Division, like you said, with the Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning, and Predators, I'm not surprised by Tampa and Florida. But I am surprised that Florida is above Tampa right now, Florida. And, and they're going to they're going to face off in the first round, regardless of how things pan out at this point. You know, the Panthers and Lightning are facing off in the first round. It's a Florida showdown. And I'm not surprised. Again, I my predictions for the season were Tampa, Dallas, Columbus, Florida. Uh, we both know what's happened to Columbus and Dallas. Dallas really got, you know, as we talked about the preseason, teams were going to get affected by injuries, and Dallas is one of those teams. Uh, not only did they start with the whole COVID drop, guys just kept falling out of the lineup, and that really affected the start of season. They definitely didn't live up with the expectations, as the Columbus Blue Jackets also didn't live up with the expectations. And teams I had on the outside looking in, of course, the Detroit Chicago, easily enough to predict. But when you look at my point scale, for my own point scale, of how I determine teams are coming in, Nashville and Carolina were still sitting on the outside. Nashville was just on the outside with Carolina right behind them. You and Steve talked at the beginning of the season how great Carolina would be. They really did have a great season. Nashville, I'm not shocked. Again, I wasn't shocked that either of these teams would make it in. I'm actually shocked <laughs> with these teams making it in. They didn't. They didn't eliminate Florida in that run. It's Columbus and Dallas that are gone. So that was kind of the shocker for me. I'm. I'm still thinking Nashville's not going to make it past that first round. I'm sorry, it's not happening. I'm. You know, not shocked that they're in. I'm. They were my fifth ranked team. You guys talked highly Carolina, and I was wrong. I admit yeah. a bunch of jerks proved me wrong.
1: <laughs> I, I think Carolina did good. I. I, w- I think what's going to hurt Carolina is. Not adding anything in, in, you know, at the trade deadline. Like, a, you know, they had Justin Williams before, a guy who was just steady, Eddie, and you know, always there, vet, been there, done that. Um, they don't have that this year, so I think that might hurt them. You know, the, the Preds, UC Saros had a huge season. Yeah. You know, I, I love Pekka Rene, but, you know, I, I think unfortunately his time as a starter, especially as a Pred, is, is over. I think Saros kind of won that job and is going to run with it now. He's the younger goalie. I think, I think, um, uh, Rene can end up somewhere else starting for sure I still think yep. he's a great goalie that's what happened with the Preds and then for me I mean I was wrong on the Panthers I had them at fit, at five and they just caught fire and never really stopped
0: yeah and that was me I had the Predators at five and I you know Dallas it's not like Dallas missed it by a lot Dallas just got affected by injuries and Dallas is just going to barely miss the playoffs as the Predators really just barely make it into playoffs so This division could have gone either way with the Predators and the Stars, but the Blackhawks and Red Wings are exactly where we thought they'd be in terms of, like, not making the playoffs. But the Blue Jackets are, in my opinion, the biggest shock of this division this year. Yeah,
1: and I I agree with you, and and honestly, I'm going to keep talking about the Central Division because I'm actually scared to go over to the East Division because I'm looking at the standings and what I predicted, and uh, it's not good. (laughs) It's not good.
0: Well, let's do it. Let's uh let's see how bad this ended up in our prediction. So let's move on to the East. So I'll talk where the East is currently with the Penguins sitting atop and they have I can't say they've oh no, they've officially locked that position and they will be the number one team in the East. The Capitals, Bruins, and Islanders falling behind and then out of the playoffs right now and permanently for this season are the Rangers, Flyers, Devils, and Sabres. So I'm feeling good about my predictions for this division because I do recall you and Steve saying that Pittsburgh wouldn't make it. And I'm like, this team still has a lot of firepower. They're still scary. I didn't think they'd be this good. So I will go with my predictions for the beginning of the season. with the Boston Bruins, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and New York Islanders with the Flyers. On the outside looking in, the Capitals on the outside looking in, Buffalo and New Jersey on the outside looking in. So Buffalo, New Jersey, easily predictable. Again, not going to have great seasons. The Flyers, again, for me, I know you guys had confidence in them. I didn't. And that stood tall. The Capitals were, for me, the reason I, again, if we recall the beginning of the season, the reason I picked the Capitals out of the playoffs, despite being a Cavs fan as well as a Sabres fan, was I was so unsure their goaltending I just felt that if the goaltending they had at the time couldn't carry them, and I looked at the goaltending, I just didn't have to, and I was completely correct in terms of what I saw with Samsonov and and Anderson, so to speak, move forward, I'm like, this isn't going to be a good enough combo to carry this team in the playoffs. Now, again, like the Blackhawks with the goalie stepping up like Vanasek, man, did he, for me, come out of nowhere, even as a Caps fan, and he has been the goalie. That the Capitals needed this season. And he did not start that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, um, like you said, you know, we, we had some faith in Philly and I, I had some faith in Carter Hart. And I think he just, I don't know what it was this year, just had a really off year, just couldn't bounce back from whatever was going on. So, you know, hopefully for him as, you know, as a person and as a player for the future, I, I hope he can bounce back because he was an absolute stud. And I think he was yeah. in line to be, you know, kind of that next crop of great goaltending. So I hope he can bounce back from that. So I had Philly first, which yeah as we can tell that's that didn't end up well i had boston washington rangers islanders pittsburgh and six buffalo and the devil so on this one i just i i just i don't even know how how this happened this is i mean the only the only i well i mean i mean the only two teams i had in the playoffs were washington and uh, the bruins out of this so um i think the east got the best of me here
0: Yeah, and and that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure if we move forward, one of these divisions might bite me. Not terribly. I think the Central Division was my worst division where I missed out on two teams. But, yeah, with this one, the Rangers barely missed out, and they were the team I had in the playoffs over the Capitals. For me, personally, I think for you, the biggest shocker of the season is Philly. For me, the biggest shocker of the season, believe it or not, is the Capitals. I just didn't think they'd be this good with the goaltending that I saw moving into the season. But once he started playing and he had his first— win against buffalo and everything i got to see his first game everyone i think got this every every i think every rookie this year that played buffalo got their first win so it was just i'm, I'm just personally shocked on how bad the sabers were now i did pick them seventh and they finished eighth but i picked them a decent seventh like this was going to be a strong vision and the sabers and the devils were going to be the joke and that was wrong in terms of this division the sabers were but yeah i the flyers I didn't have the faith in him looking at him. And I know you and Steve, I think both had him number one. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins, like I said, I had him number three and they finished number one. Not shocked by that. Not shocked by the Bruins, not shocked by the Islanders. So this decision for me, no massive shockers. It's not like I picked the Capitals or the Flyers, truthfully, to be far out of the playoffs. I just didn't expect, like you said, the the, the Flyers did not have a great season I'm surprised by how little they did, but I'm not surprised that they missed the playoffs. And again, with the Rangers, I think the Rangers were my fourth pick. No, the Rangers are my, I had Rangers at number two, uh, but again, young, talented team, not really surprised that they missed the playoffs, but I really thought those goal that goaltending duo with that firepower that this team built up to see was going to be a young, exciting, surprising shocker. And You know, they're on fifth sitting on the outside looking in, so they didn't have a terrible season. It was actually a really fun team to watch, though, this year, and even most recently. Not shocked by really how this division
1: unfolded. Yeah, I think for the Rangers, um, you know, a guy like Lefreniere who just didn't really break out this year. Like, I think they wanted him to right away. You know, a few injuries here and there. The whole Tom Wilson thing and Panarin being out. And then even then before that, the the personal issue and whatever was going on in Russia. um, I think that just really killed the entire vibe of their team i mean they had d'angelo you know fight one of his own teammates and then a bunch of allegations came out and you know his past came back to haunt him and it was just kind of it was a bad situation off the ice with the rangers this year and i think really that's what hurt them i think they had a great product on the ice but there's just so many distractions off the ice that they just couldn't really get into as a team
0: yeah no i'm completely agreeing with you there i think that could be a definite reason this team off ice issue's 100 percent effect on ice performance and that could be what bit the new york rangers in the arse this year but excited to see where this team does moving forward let's move into the west again no real shockers here i think all three of us predicted that the california teams were out yeah right yeah yeah so that was easy and we all did that and of course all three california teams are exactly what we thought they'd be i will say that i had them ranked la anaheim san jose so san jose being the worst team they're currently ranked with sharks kings ducks whatever they weren't going to make it. This is where we all started to differ a little bit though, cuz it's like, okay, there's it's just a five team this is a five team division. Uh, the LA Kings look like they might actually be making a pull for it at one point, but didn't stand the, didn't stand the test of time, you know, you got to keep it up all season. So I will say West Division is currently sitting at the Golden Knights, Avalanche, Wild and Blues with the Coyotes on the outside and the California teams at the bottom. I had Colorado, Arizona, vegas and minnesota with st louis blue sitting on the outside but i will say this as a one team like for me minnesota and st louis had the same exact rating the reason i put st louis on the outside was i wasn't sure how bennington was going to perform this season so i'm like minnesota if if it comes down to it minnesota is going to edge out st louis for this because i have both ranked to 12 points on my scale they're Even, dead even, not even a 12.1 to a 12. It's a 12 even. And I picked Minnesota to beat out St. Louis based on goaltending. Now, Arizona underperformed this season based off of what I saw from this team. I knew they weren't going to be a firehouse team, but I really thought this goaltending duo would carry this team and they would be the shocker of this division. But they're not shockingly out of the playoffs. They're right on the outside looking in, barely, barely getting edged out by the Blues right now.
1: Yeah, and I mean like you said, like it, it all came down on to, you know, for for the blues at least for Bington and and the Yotes, he said, just I just I watched a few of their games and it's it's almost like they would shoot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um I wasn't high on them. Yeah, I mean that he I mean he got fired or left or whatever. No, it was
0: the same situation I think with the blue jackets where they just mutually decided to part ways.
1: Yeah, so I mean they've got talent. I think they need to move a few pieces and reset the clock it hurts them obviously losing the first round draft picks uh for the pre-draft issue that they had where they were working players out or whatever yeah. so they lost some draft picks. so that's gonna hurt them for a little while but um for me i had i had the knights the avalanche sorry, i had the knights the avalanche the blues the wilds yotes sharks ducks and kings
0: dude so again, you almost nailed this division
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i had the blues in the wild with a flip and then the ducks and the kings at the bottom but for this division i mean it the top i would say with the coyotes having struggles this year and i mean i wasn't huge on them and i knew kind of there's big holes in them i think we can safely say with you know i don't think it, not many people would argue that really these four teams were probably going to be the four teams who made the playoffs at the end of it it just depending on what what like you know who made what for just watch just looking at the the matchups that are going to come here though not surprised that you know for me, especially looking at this, I don't can't see the Knights and the Avalanche not moving forward and playing each other in that second round. It's just the the Wild have had inconsistencies. You know, the 45-year-old rookie, Kirill Krapazov has been on fire um, you know, <laughs> after playing 13 years in the KHL and coming to the NHL as a rookie. That's a different discussion for another day, but um, you know, he's been good, but he's really been most of their offense. I mean, not numbers-wise, yeah. but you watch him create plays and create space, he's been most of their offense. Their D are okay. They're not. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're not great. And goaltending's just kind of been a flip flop. And I get that. You know, their goaltenders had a bit of an issue with COVID at the start of the year, and that kind of slowed everything down with Talbot and starting when he really wasn't supposed to. And it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a weird year for them. But for this division, I mean, moving forward, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little surprised. I had the Sharks at, at six. I'm a little surprised that they actually finish there but overall i I think the west division is probably the easiest one for all of us to kind of we just had to kind of throw darts at the top five teams really and then let the california teams battle out for who's worse so i think we did i think we all did a pretty good job in the west division uh but for me the west division i think is going to be one one of the more exciting ones to watch in the playoffs for sure
0: yeah i'm with you on that so far like i said the central division is the one that again dallas just barely missed out and columbus was a shockingly bad team and uh, east and west i missed out on one team each you nailed it i will say like i said i think i think you nailed it i think it's going to be the golden knights and avalanche that face off in the second round i don't think the blues have a fighting chance in hell of beating the golden knights that golden knights are just too good and the blues are barely above the coyotes right now barely above the coyotes and being in the playoffs so i was pretty close in this division but you know close isn't good enough and Avalanche and Wild, I will agree with you that I think it's going to be the Avalanche, but again, I would not be shocked if the Wild finds something to dump the Avalanche. The Avalanche, are they're, they're pretty close, so to speak, in the points, but like I think you said right now, I think the Avalanche are a little bit more outperforming the Wild in terms of the end of the season. The Wild do have inconsistencies, but I would not be shocked if it was Golden Knights-Wild. In the second round, but I don't think if the Blues are there, I will be I will be shocked. I'm excited for the bracket challenge opening up today because we are recording this on Monday, May 10th. Again, I don't really want to do the bracket challenge until everything really looks official, which I think in this division is pretty close to being official. Because I don't think the Golden Knights have 100% locked in first seed. So uh, yeah, they,
1: they're they're four points up and they have a gate uh, and the Avalanche games, have a game yeah. in hand. So so I yeah. think. There, and that's why, you know, this year, I've with all these divisions, I think this has kind of been one of the more exciting things about it is yes. usually by this time in, in, the reg, in the regular season, well, this time in the season, you know, it's I, locked, I in. It. It's locked yeah. in. You kind of know, right? You've got maybe three and four fighting it out. Maybe once in a while you have a one and two with a point difference or two point difference fighting it out. But it's kind of everywhere else is locked up. This has kind of been, you know, like, for example, I mean... Um, just kind of swaying into to the North Division. Yeah. The Flames, the Flames need to win out and the, the and they have the Canadians not to get a single point during the rest of their games just to make the playoffs. So, so like, as a Flames fan, you're stressed. You're actually like, I'm I'm not even a Flames fan, and I'm stressed for them, and I'm watching it because it's like, yeah. Not only do you have to bank on a team not to get a single point, you need to win every single game in yeah. regulation.
0: Yep. Yeah. All of them. And
1: yeah, it's, that's why
0: it's been, it's been crazy and weird to see this unfold because I was expecting so much more out of Montreal this year. I really thought they'd be the powerhouse or at least one of the powerhouses of the East. So go ahead and see it. Let our, Our listeners know where the standings are currently in the North.
1: Yeah, so in the north right now, we've got the Leafs, the Oilers, the Jets, the Canadiens, Flames, Senators, and Canucks. The Canucks have a bit of an asterisk beside them because they've obviously had a bunch of games postponed due to COVID. So currently right now, they're only at 49 games and most other teams are in the 55-54 range. So, you know, they've got about six games in hand to kind of catch up. So you know, there's still a very slim possibility, I think, but they've got to basically ensure that every team ahead of them never wins a game, a game for the rest. Go
0: ahead. I think with six games in hand, I mean, the most they can really pull off here is to get to. I don't. I think they're. I think they're mathematically eliminated based off of the standings right now. Because I think even then, with the six games in hand, the most they can get is twelve points, and twelve points wouldn't put them over Montreal.
1: Yeah, and that, that's uh, true. So I mean, the only thing yeah. they're really fighting for is to not finish in the basement over Ottawa.
0: Yeah, which, honestly, if you're the Canucks at this point, whatever, you know, a higher draft pick. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, mean, for me, the way I I had seen this going down was Leafs, Oilers, Habs, Flames, Canucks, Jets, Sens. Everyone knows I'm a Sens fan, but I knew this wasn't going to be the year. Inconsistent goaltending at the start, questionable coaching, putting in vets, Especially especially in games that really didn't matter near the end. Yeah. That's that's another discussion. But um, I really had the Leafs kind of going for it, and I mean they proved that by making that Felino trade. The Oilers are just too hot. Um, McDavid 100 points in 50 Not games. Like, like, are you kidding me, man? Like it's. It, you know, and I was I was talking to my to my wife Haley about this, and I said, you know, it's 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 you know a player is good when he needs four points to get a, to get a hundred to get a hundred points, and in in a single game. And you know he's going to do it. You just you tune in to watch because you're like, yeah, he can do it. Like yeah. a guy who can just easily put up four points in an NHL game. Like that's that's ridiculous. So watch out for them in the playoffs. I had the Habs at third. They've got good goaltending from the goalies that kind of help fill in for for Price. And you know, he's got a concussion right now. He didn't have a great, really a great season. I uh, had the Flames at four. They kind of faltered. They kind of had a bit of a, a rough patch. Uh, the, the Jets surprised me. I didn't. I know I knew Connor Hellebuck was a phenomenal goaltender. He's had some rough patches as well himself. For me, it was their defense. I didn't think they had quite enough to really make a push in, in a division that I knew was going to be pretty heated, like you know the the North Division. But I mean, to me, the, the, there's not any big surprises. Um, I think the biggest surprise was how bad COVID affected the Canucks, and that's really kind of what surprised me in this entire division.
0: For me, the biggest surprise in this division is Montreal just not being as hot. I think that this was a really, really, really strong team, and they were going to be a scary team in the regular season. Vancouver and Ottawa are going to finish, I think, exactly where we I placed them with Vancouver over Ottawa. I think we both had that. I think Vancouver will win enough games to jump over Ottawa. But if you're a Canucks fan right now, you're hoping they just lose out. But I had Montreal at the top of the division with Toronto, Winnipeg, and Calgary behind with Edmonton on the outside looking in. For me, I just really felt like Edmonton – is a two-person team <laughs> we all know who those guys are and i'm like one them's gonna get hurt one's gonna get covid something's gonna happen these guys are gonna not be in the calgary's got a lot of new sexy pieces calgary's gonna edge out edmonton in the battle of alberta and it doesn't look like that's gonna be the way it unfolds because man you're not lying with with the way the oilers have played this year especially with mcdavid's performance just being one of the best we've seen in nhl history the Edmonton Oilers are a team that you really don't want to face right now. And there they are, second place. Winnipeg's exactly where I pegged them to be. Toronto um, is uh, not surprising because, again, I had Toronto and Montreal. It's the same exact points on my rating scale, and they had 10.5 points each. But I gave them the edge on terms of goaltending and figured that Montreal would just edge out Toronto because I didn't have faith in Toronto's goaltending. But man, talk about Campbell, too. Campbell's yeah. been on fire. Right now, if you have to face the Maple Leafs, you should be shaking in your boots because I cannot see. Again, I wouldn't be 100% shocked because right now it looks like with the way that the games manfold, if if the season was to end right now, it would be the Maple Leafs and Canadians facing off and the Oilers and the Jets. If I'm Montreal, I don't want this matchup, man. I don't want this matchup at all, you know, winning a couple games, it should hopefully get an edge on, on Winterpeg. That's, that's all you can hope for because the Maple Leafs and Oilers are hosting one of these two teams. And yeah, if, if you're Montreal, you're, I think you're hoping on the Oilers.
1: Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, the, the Leafs have done everything right. They've built the right team. Yeah. Um. I, I think they're 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 set to make a a deep playoff run. And yep. you know, I I texted uh, Darren. You know, the and I kind of made I told him that it was kind of a joke because he was saying you know, he he made a joke saying at this time of year it's kind of the time where he'd switch you know because he's a he's a Leafs and a Boston fan. So you know, it's this time of year usually when the Leafs kind of have their first round exit. And I kind of said, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to happen again, kind of thing. But you know, honestly, I think that they're going to make a good push. I, re- I mean, for the Leafs nation, I really hope it's not a first or second round exit for these guys. I hope they really push to at least the third round and kind of show something. The one thing that really, I mean, we're all on Twitter, we're all on social media. The one thing that really bugs me about where the Leafs are now is the amount of hate Freddie Anderson is getting. Yeah, he was hurt and he's getting older and he wasn't great, right. don't get me wrong. But let- and I saw a meme that made me laugh. It's, you know, the Ninja Turtles, um, and I forget the the their master's name, but he's walking them as as little turtles, you know, whatever. And then they've grown up and they're kind of carrying him through. And that's that's basically what Freddie Anderson came here at the prime of his career. And yeah. he carried the Leafs when the Leafs just couldn't figure things out. Had one defenseman basically on the roster, you know, gave Jeff Finger who exactly a huge contract to play defense for them that didn't work out. Uh, they he carried them so far in and I get Campbell's the guy now. He is I, I I don't I think I don't think Freddie Anderson needs to step back in and be the starter. I think Freddie I think Campbell has earned that. But the thing is, all the hate that he's getting for carrying that team so far until oh, yeah. now, and now they're just hating on him, like, come on. Like, that guy yep. carried you to That's where you are today. Man. And it, it makes me so mad when I look at it because I'm like, man, like, if I'm Freddie Anderson, I'm mad at them. You wasted my prime, and now that I'm on the way out, you're just going to spend all this capital to make sure this team is ready to go? Like, that would make me mad, let alone as a fan. They're like, oh, I hate Freddie Anderson because he, he played so bad. Like, Get over it. I mean, the reason half the time you made those playoffs was because Freddie Anderson played literally 94% of the games in the season.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, if you're going to play in a market like that, you're going to get it all the time. you got to be strong-minded in a market like Toronto. And <laughs> he has carried an underperforming team for quite some time. And yeah, now that they're finally doing something, now he's being hated on. It's like, well, oh, that's typical Toronto. That there's nothing about that scenario that shocks me. With that, you you have one underperform, give Tavares one underperforming season, they'll want him out. I mean, that's that's, that's, a, that's the Maple Leafs uh, mafia or whatever you want to call them there. But looking at the the way that the playoffs may unfold, at least right now, my third round predictions are still reasonably strong, uh, depending how things pan out. Uh, I have the Islanders, Leafs, Golden Knights, and Tampa Bay Lightning being the final four teams in the National Hockey League with the, Le- with the Islanders facing off against the Leafs and the Golden Knights facing off against the Lightning. Still a strong possibility. I don't know if I'm going to hold on to that for bracket challenge time, but my preseason prediction, all four of those teams are still in the hunt and will all be in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see how this unfolds because my final of Vegas and the Islanders is still a possible possible thing and these are two really good teams
1: well i had vegas and philly so we're not even going to talk about my predictions where uh, <laughs> bracket challenge will be completely different i can tell you that
0: yeah it's going to be completely different because i never ever ever pick the same teams at the beginning of the season that i pick at the end of the season for the bracket challenge because the season teaches you a lot and i'm going to be excited for the bracket challenge to see how things might shift But I'm going to compare my bracket challenge versus my versus my preseason prediction when we move into that next episode. We do want to thank everyone for tuning in. This is Chris and Sebastian. Keep your sticks on the ice. Let us know what you think and we'll catch you next time.